It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. As always, if you have a take or comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Well, as if we thought last week was rock bottom, that rock just got so much deeper, ladies and gentlemen. The Patriots have once again lost another week, moving their record to 2-8 and eight on the season heading into their bye week this week after playing the Indianapolis Colts yesterday in Frankfurt, Germany, part of the International Series. The Pats uh, ended up losing that one 10-6. Mac Jones ended up getting benched during the fourth quarter after he threw a pick in the red zone. An opportunity for the Patriots to take the lead in the game and threw it away. So the Patriots' defense got three straight stops against the Colts' offense and got the ball back. However... Bailey Zappi was under center for the Patriots, and although he was able to move the ball a little bit, he would end up throwing a pick uh, to ultimately end the game. Uh, One thing I will say is on that pick that Zappi threw, it seemed like the defense set an illegal screen blocking the Patriots receiver to get to that point where Zappi had thrown it. So take that for what it is. I'm not giving giving that pick 100% on, on Zappi. Uh, some positives that I thought came that came from the game uh, for the Patriots is that the defense did look pretty good. Granted, they were playing the Colts, but they did keep the Pats in the game for the most part. I also thought our running game was very good between Ezekiel Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson. As far as the quarterback battle, it does seem like uh, that was the icing on the cake for Mac Jones, and I think even Mac knows that as well. I uh, have to give credit on that one to Scott Zolak, who basically called the situation in which Jones would be benched. And that was yesterday on the pregame show on 98.5, the Sports Hub. And he said if he throws a pick in the red zone, uh, then that will be it. And what do you know? He called it. So kudos to you, Scott Zolak. Some other things, obviously, uh, the missed field goal was a big missed opportunity because if they had made that one, the Patriots wouldn't need to go down and score a touchdown at the end of the game and would have only needed to kick another field goal to take the lead and possibly win the game. As far as Germany goes, it seems like everybody had a great time. Uh, One cool thing that was uh, going around the internet was a video of the roof actually collapsing into the Jumbotron like an umbrella. So I thought that was pretty cool. Another thing that I loved was uh, during the game when Rich Eisen uh, said on the NFL uh, Network broadcast, we'll see if he's going to be flagged for playing football, referring to Jelani Tave's hit uh, on a Colts player. The referees called him for unnecessary roughness when he led with his shoulder and not his head. Again, he led with his shoulder, not his head. That's not a penalty. I don't think he should have been called for it. It's definitely something that has been talked about uh, that the referees need to be more consistent with their calls. So, like I said, the Pats will be off this week uh, with their bye week and will take on the New York Giants in New York uh, Thanksgiving Sunday on November 26th. So, anyways, let's move on from the Patriots and on to the Boston Celtics. 
they started off their week last week losing their game against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Monday in overtime, 114-109. to They also lost their game on Wednesday against the Philadelphia 76ers, 106-103. to Then for the first time in... In the uh, for the in-season tournament against the Brooklyn Nets on Friday night, the Celtics won that game, one twenty-one to one hundred seven. And to finish up the week, the Seas beat the Toronto Raptors on Saturday night, one seventeen to ninety-four. The Seas will play the New York Knicks tonight at home. They'll play the 76ers again on Wednesday. Then we'll have another in-season tournament game against the Toronto Raptors on Friday in Toronto, and we'll finish up their week on Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies. Moving on to the Boston Bruins, they won their first game of uh, last week uh, on Monday against the Dallas Stars 3-2. They beat the New York Islanders 5-2 on Thursday and would lose a very competitive and physical game against the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night in overtime 3-2. Coach Jim Montgomery didn't like the result of that game and proved it to the players today. He had them doing... Uh, sprinting drills uh, out there on the ice uh, after he said he thought that his team looked tired playing against the Canadians. So take that as you will. Also, on the injury front of things, Montgomery said today that Milan Lucci's recovery is not going as fast as expected and is about a week behind where they expect him to be, but nothing major. As far as games coming up this week uh, for the Bees, they'll play the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow night, and then we'll wrap up their week playing the Montreal Canadiens again on Saturday night, but this time at the TD Garden in Boston. So that should be fun. Moving on to college football, uh, after the Big Ten suspended Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh for the in-person scouting and ongoing sign-stealing investigation from being on the sidelines for the rest of the regular season. However, he is allowed to coach during the week. He found uh, this out while he and the team were en route to Penn State for the game on Saturday. Michigan's attorneys uh, filed a motion Friday for a temporary restraining order that, if granted, would have allowed Harbaugh to coach on Saturday. However, an hour or so before the game, he found out that it won't be heard until this Friday. Despite the drama between the Big Ten, Jim Harbaugh, and Michigan football, the Wolverines were still able to overcome adversity and beat Penn State on Saturday, 24-15. to In other news, there's speculation that professional golf will be returning to New England in 2024 with the LPGA coming to TPC Boston for a Labor Day tournament. This may be part of a long-term plan to possibly have the men return to TPC Boston during Labor Day weekend in the future. All right. Well, there you have it. My opening takes. I've ended my venting session. So I will now open up the phones to all of your wonderful takes. can go ahead and call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. I know the main topic that all of you are going to want to talk about today are the New England Patriots and how bad they are, 2-8, and eight, and where do we go uh, or where do they go from here. To start off the show, we'll start with Derwin. Derwin, what's going on today? How are you, Harrison? Good, good. You know, I'm I, I don't know. I I think that we've seen the end of the uh, Patriots dynasty on that field. I don't think there's any way that Mac Jones can shoot up and play for the Patriots again. No, I, I think uh, I know. think he I do think he's done. I agree with you on that. Yeah, and and the other thing too is I don't think we're going to see Bailey Zappi play either. So I I think. So do you think it's so in that case it's Will Greer? I, I was going to just say that. Yeah, I, th- I think you're going to. I think I wouldn't be surprised when they play in New York. Will Grizz is not quarterback. 
I, I just, I firmly believe that that's what's going to happen. Um, I know I made a pr- projection prediction last week that crack would fire Belichick coming home from Germany. You know, I, I think he's going to let him finish out the year, but I don't see how, how on opening night, 2024 or opening day that Bill Belichick is the head coach of this team. I just, I just don't see it. I think Kraft has lost his patience, and I think he needs to, you know, move on from him. I also think Bill O'Brien isn't coming back. I think Bill O'Brien is going to get a collegiate opening, and uh, it's going to be a whole new, a whole new team. It's going to be a whole new coaching staff on there. And I think one of the favorites, I think, is I do think because of the record and the way they're playing, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Rabel is the next head coach of the New England Patriots. And I think it's going to be separate. I think they're going to have a a general manager, and he's going to kind of pick the personnel, and the head coach is going to coach the team. I don't think you're going to see – I mean, look, you look at the last two guys that had this control, or actually three guys, and two of them were from the Celtics. ML Carr had – he was head coach and president of basketball operations. He didn't do squat. Same thing with Rick Pitino when they got him from Kentucky. Same thing. That one – you know, everybody thought that opening night, it was Halloween night, I think of 90 – seven or 98 and uh patino um uh beat the chicago bulls the defending champions you know with ron mercer and chauncey billups as their draft picks and everybody thought you know hey we've turned the corner the Celtics are going to do it but after that they really didn't do anything you know but i think the best next thing that happened was paul pierce fell in their lap and then now we got belichick and i just don't think i think you either got a coach or you have to be an executive i don't think it, it both can, can happen at the same time and even belichick call kind of led on to that in one of his uh, press conferences he had or uh, one of the conference calls after one of the games that, you know, it's too hard to, to do both. And I think he's finally realizing that now, you know, and it's just, I, I want to point out two other things. I think you're going to see, I think the Belichick boys are definitely gone. I wouldn't be shocked to totally see Josh McDaniels back here as the offensive coordinator and Gerard May was the defensive coordinator. You know, I just think there's something, and I think, you know, there's a history there with Rabel and all that, that, you know, Kraft wants guys that I think he can, um, you know, trust. And I think because they played for him, you know, they um, they would be the ones. And I'm wondering when they put Rabel in the Patriots Hall of Fame and they showed him up there on the on the in, in his box, if they had a conversation about that, that could be some tampering issues. But you know, I just think that it's just it's going to be a whole new team, and they have the opportunity here to do something special because they have all this money coming off the books. They don't have Brady's dead money anymore. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll, have, they'll have all this. They're probably going to get a top five draft pick, which I hope it's number two, at least number two, because then they have a shot again. They need, they need a wide receiver playmaker. And Marvin Haverson Jr. from Ohio State fits that bill. And I think I'd love for them to get it. Um, you know, I know there's a few teams ahead of them. I know Chicago's got, got two picks because they have Carolina's pick. Right. And you got the Arizona Cardinals and the Giants, but I think you, the Arizona Cardinals so, and the Giants probably going to win another game or two, but we'll see what happens. So as of as of right now, the Bears via the Panthers have the first round pick, uh, then the Giants, and then, uh, and then the Patriots. And then it would yeah. be the Cardinals and the Bears. Uh, however, yeah. there's a tiebreaker between the three teams at two and eight. And it's the strength of schedule, which the Giants have played the easiest schedule thus far, and the Cardinals uh, have played the hardest, and that's per uh, Mike Reese, by the way. Yeah, and so, so hopefully that, you know, I just, I mean, look, we thought that, you know, the, the last two games were winnable games for them. I think you and I both had them on our on our schedule when we did it that, yeah. you know, they should have beat Washington at home, and they should have beat Indy wherever because, you know, I just, I don't think Indy's that, 
good of a team, but boy, and it's just Mac Jones looked appalling. I want to say is the word. I mean, I mean, you just you, you, you can't play in the NFL as a starting quarterback as a first round number fifteen pick and play like that. I mean, that, it just it, it's just awful. It's just awful the way he played. And you know, we can we can say it was this it was that. I think it's a com- like that it was it was Matt Patricia and Joe Judge that messed him up. Blah blah blah. I, I think the kid's just not as talented as he was when he was at Alabama. And that, that, that's what all – some guys are made for the college game. There's a lot of guys that are made for the pros. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be of this team next, next season, but, you know, I mean, do they, do they sign a veteran and then they maybe draft one in the second round? And I don't know. But I just think it's going to be a different philosophy. I think it's just going to be, you know, uh, I don't know if it's going to be best available or what, but I, I don't think we're going to see these crazy draft picks that Belichick had, you know. Um, and – you know, it's, it's going to be for this. And then the Red Sox are in the same boat because last three out of four years, they've been in last place. So it's like something's got to give here. Thank God we have the Celtics and Bruins, Harrison, that are playing well, you know, because if we didn't have them, it'd be really, you know, really crappy around, around, around these parts right now. But, um, you know, I definitely, I, I, you know, I just think there's, it, there's a point right now where how does Kraft after that game in Germany on the NFL Network and they played like that, how he can continue on with Matt Jones and Bill Belichick, how next year they're in they're at the helm of the Patriots. So Well, I don't I don't, I don't think, think Mac Jones and Bill Belichick are connected at all. Uh I you know, I think Mac Jones was part of, you know, the the craft. I think the only reason why he's still here is because of the crafts and the crafts like him. I don't know who it was. I heard I've I heard it on the radio last week. Uh, the Kraft family has always had a special connection uh, to the quarterbacks of the team. Bill yep. Belichick has Perfect. never liked the quarterbacks on the team, so take yep. that for what it is. Yeah, no, no, and I and I get that, and I and I absolutely get that, and I think I, I just think it's going to come to a head. I just I just don't know how you know Belichick and Kraft after this can coexist, you know. And you don't fire the owner; the owner is the owner, and everybody else is the rentals, as somebody pointed out. But it's just it, yes. It's however, be, I'll say. New. I'll say this, though. At what point do we see the switch from Robert Kraft to Jonathan Kraft? And, you know, is the best time to do that when the Patriots clear house, if they do, with a new quarterback uh, getting rid of Mac Jones and with a new head coach getting rid of uh, Bill Belichick? You know, do you start kind of fresh with a with a new owner, new GM, new coach, new quarterback? Or does Robert still still stay at at the ream? And I think Robert I think, always will. But I think yeah. eventually Robert, if he hasn't, will take a back seat more than he is uh, to the everyday operations and let Jonathan take over. Well, it's the same scenario, right? And you're right that I think is with the Boston Bruins. You know, Jeremy Jacobs is the is the head owner, but he leaves a lot of the day to day personnel stuff to his son, Charlie, who's the chief executive officer. And he just kind of watches from afar. And I think Charlie, like with Cam Neely, the president kind of makes the decisions, but I think, I think you're right. I think it could be a similar Jeremy Jacobs is still involved, but not as much as he once was. So I wouldn't be surprised at that, but I think this is his final big decision is going to be replacing Belichick. And again, you got to, I said, I think I said this last week, individual records, Belichick's not a fan. I don't think, I think you, if, if you keep him around so he can try to trace Don Shula's record, I, I, it's, it's, it's hurting the franchise. You know, I don't think this is a team sport. It's not an individual sport. So I think that's the way you got to get at it. But, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm just kind of glad they're in the bye week and they can kind of hopefully figure things out. And, but again, I just, I, I, I don't see how, you know, how, that the guys that have been quarterback in this team right now are going to continue to do that. And, you know, like I said in the beginning, I think Will Gray is going to be your guy moving forward. So we'll have to see. Um, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Thanks, Derwin. Appreciate it. All right. There's Derwin with a few takes there. He says he thinks Belichick is out at the regular season. He also said he thought Belichick doesn't come home on the plane uh, from Germany if uh, if the Patriots lose. And, well, he made it on the plane. So, I don't know. Take that, take that for what that is. Um, and, you know, thinks Mac Jones is done, but also doesn't think Bailey Zappi's the answer either. However, some interesting notes, uh, comments uh, by Bill Belichick today when asked about uh, Bailey Zappi having to come in to kind of clean things up over, the uh, over you know, three games this season. Uh, Belichick said, and I quote, right, well, you know, Bailey has had some opportunities. I think he's prepared uh, well every week, and, you know, we've called on him at the end of a couple of games, three games, I guess it was. So, you know, I think he stepped in, did the best he could. You know, if uh, if he was asked about this, uh, you know, if he was asked about Mac Jones or something like that, it would have been, well, I think, you know, all of our players, you know, play well and make it about the whole team. But this is one of the few little times that Belichick cues out um, a singular player in Bailey Zappi. So it'll be interesting to see if Bailey Zappi's the the starting quarterback in two weeks against the New York Giants is Will Greer, or is another possible quarterback uh, that can come in and and take over. I did see um, I did see a quarterback reached out to the New York Jets uh, after not not this week's loss but uh, the previous week's loss. Um, you know, to see if they're interested. Um, so I'm trying to... I'm trying to find out uh, where this was. Um, but but I did see that, that a quarterback ended up, you know, reaching out to the uh, New York Jets... Um, you know, to see if... to see if they'd be interested in it. So... That's, you know, that can be something, you know, if there's an unsigned quarterback out there, you know, who's just kind of sitting at home, do the Patriots call him up and have him come in and play? I don't know. So that'll be interesting to see. That'll be interesting to find out. About 20 minutes uh, in here on the show. Go ahead and call in 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. You're listening to Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Everybody's favorite caller, Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on today? Harrison, how are we doing today? Doing good, doing good. Listen, it just came over over the wire that uh, the... Patriots have released Jack Jones. Uh, that that's that's been out there for today. That's been out there, but it is out. I just got it. I thought I was giving you something. No, no. That, but you know, I I haven't mentioned it, so thank you. But yeah, the Patriots did release uh, Jack Jones. Apparently, after uh, they've kind of lost uh, you know connection um, with him, and you know doesn't have a better attitude. And kind of this was the icing on the cake for them after not figuring things out um, uh, 
on Sunday in Germany. Correct. Correct. Well, what else can be said? I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, ink has been uh, used in newspapers around the area. A lot of uh, air has been used uh, by commentators uh, talking about the game yesterday. It's just a shame that uh, the Patriots have gone down as quickly as they have. Uh, and I think it's a whole combination of everything, not a not only with uh, Belichick not being able to adapt to what uh, what the NFL has become in the past few years, uh, but also the player selection and uh, and and whether or not I don't know uh, the coaching, the coaching of the players. Uh, when was the last time you saw some crisp tackling? I, I know they talk about the. Uh, the defense, they only gave up uh, 10 points yesterday, but the problem is they couldn't get off the field, and this is a consistent uh, running theme with them. They can't get off the field on third down. Uh, I don't care if it's third and one or third and 21. It seems that the opposition always makes that big third down play, and it keeps the defense on the field for another series which means uh, physically they, they're they uh, tiring themselves. And towards the end of the uh, game, they're spent. So it's a shame. Uh, what's going to happen in the future, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it looks more and more the way I've been looking at things that uh, Belichick probably will leave at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, Belichick, uh, it came out, uh, I did see something, I think it was uh, from Mike Girardi, that the Patriots signed Belichick for a two-year extension. So it'll be this year and next year. So um, not three years like some thought, two years, this year and next year. So it'll be interesting to see if the the Crafts hold on to him or not, but, um, you know, I think a lot of people are upset right now, and a lot of people uh, asked the question that you just stated of uh, nobody really knows uh, the future of this team and organization moving forward. No, and it will be interesting to see what happens uh, if if Bailey Zappi is the starting quarterback uh, in one week against, against the Giants. Of uh, the Giants. The Giants are no better than the uh, than the Patriots. I mean, they have a two and eight record, also. So that's going to be the battle of the have-nots, I think, out there at uh, in New York or New Jersey. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, whether or not it's uh, Bailey Zappi. Will uh, Mac Jones accept uh, being a backup? Will he be the backup? Doesn't matter. Mac Jones has to accept what the coaches decide for him, and that's period. That's period and a story. Well, I understand that. But will he accept it gracefully? You know, well, I, 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 I will say this. I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I never have been. I've always been a Bailey Zappi guy. But I will say that, you know, yesterday when that transition happened uh, within the last two minutes of the game— Matt Jones was seen uh, going over to each offensive player, you know, telling them good luck, 
go, you know, go win the game for us. Go win the game. And sure. that's kind of what he reiterated in his post-game press conference, that even though he might not like something, you know, that affects him in, you know, him getting benched, he will always be there for his teammates and, uh, you know, be a leader of some sorts to, you know, say, listen, go go get him. So, you know, I think if Mac Jones is the is the backup, then that's what happens. And he's going to take it for what it is. So we'll see what happens. I, I You know, nobody knows what the Patriots are going to do moving forward. Nobody knows. Um, Mac Jones could start in two weeks. Nobody knows. Oh, absolutely. Could be absolutely. Bailey Zappi. Could be Will Greer. It doesn't sound like it's going to be Will Greer. Um, be, I saw comments uh, from Bill Belichick today. I'll try and find it. That basically he's just not ready. He's down there with the third string. You know, he's that third quarterback on the scout team. And, you know, although he has improved in ways that they want him to, it just doesn't sound like he is ready. So, you know, I think the most ready quarterback would be Bailey Zappi if it's not Mac Jones. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, what happened to our uh, our big star who was uh, touted at the end of uh, uh, the preseason? He could uh, come in and uh, be that change of pace quarterback. I don't think Malik uh, Cunningham, I don't think he's going right. to. I don't think he's going to just because... There hasn't been any talk about it at all, and well, you know, know a lot of people predicted weapon. a lot of people predicted that, and you know, obviously, it's not not happening. Of course, he hasn't even been in there at uh, at receiver, or uh, you know, they used to use him uh, sort of like an H back uh, coming out of the backfield, and uh, with the option of being able to uh, pass, but you haven't seen hiding a hair of him for. Uh, for a long time, I'm going to say what, uh, maybe about six uh, six games at least. Right. So, so it's interesting. Uh, no, he's been MIA. Yeah, he has been MIA, uh, which is we we all thought as fans that uh, it was possible for him to uh, maybe light a spark on, under the uh, the Patriots, and and we would be able to. Uh, see some exciting offensive uh, offensive plays, but nothing, nothing. I mean, all we have is that drop-back passer in Mac Jones. He's not mobile at all. Look at the, the kid from uh, from the Colchester. How many times was he trapped in the backfield? But yet he got away from from it. He, he was able to uh, continue to uh, uh, scramble around, and, and finally – hit find a receiver open and that was consistent throughout the uh, throughout the game and he's not the only quarterback that has done that to to the uh, Patriots again I don't know what it is uh, we have a, a non-mobile quarterback and it seems that the the Patriots have, have settled that that's the way they they want to do it I mean Tom Brady wasn't mobile either but he knew how to uh, how to play the game. He knew how to pick his spots, and he was able to have the success that he he uh, brought to New England. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Definitely. Uh, just to uh, just to touch on, on the uh, uh, on the Bruins. Yes, they did look they did look tired against uh, Montreal. I don't know if it's scheduling or, or just what, but they did. 
look tired. And, of course, uh, they had that goal that was taken away from them. Uh, if it had uh, stood, then they would have won that game 3-2 to two in regulation as opposed to uh, losing it in in, uh, in overtime. So let's see what happens uh, going forward. And that... Uh, that uh, basketball court that the uh, NBA is is using. I mean, give me a break, huh? Give me a break. It's nothing but a marketing tool. They want to make make money, and I think it's ugly as far as uh, that's concerned. I'm glad to see that the Celtics uh, took it down immediately and uh, put in the parquet for the, for the uh, the game on Saturday. And it'll be interesting uh, to see what happens with the. Uh, it seems that the Celtics right now, uh, even though they have two losses, they're going to be one of these teams that is going to be uh, extremely hard to to uh, beat. And let's hope that it continues into the playoffs. We don't want another happening uh, as we did last year. Same thing with the, with the uh, Bruins, by the way. So those are my takes uh, t- this week. All right, thanks, Ray. Appreciate it. Okay, Harrison. All right, there's uh, Ray from Methuen for you with uh, a few takes mostly on the New England Patriots and where are they going to go uh, moving forward and a take on the Bruins, take on the Celtics. Yeah, just a gross court, those in-season courts, and they're all similar to... They're all similar um, for all the teams. Um, And they're just, yeah, they're, they're hideous, to be honest with you. So, anyways, that's that. About 30 minutes halfway through uh, the show here on this Monday. Uh, can go ahead and call in 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. All right, so the main story today, obviously, is the 2-8 and eight New England Patriots going to Germany this past week and epically falling flat on their faces and just not good, just not good. And, you know, just recapping it, um, they, you know, Mac Jones getting pulled. I think that was probably the last we're going to see of of Mac Jones. I really do. I really do think that that's going to be the last we see of him. I can't imagine um I can't imagine them going forward. Uh a lot of people, I think it might have been uh, Christian Fourier on the Patriots uh post game yesterday on uh, WBZ that said, you know, they have to bench Mac Jones to kind of, you know, Get the get the locker room, get the players back into it. You know, give the players something to to play for, because you know at this point, who wants to play for Mac Jones? Who wants to play in general? You know, I would hate to be in in that locker room right now. It can't be a positive place. It has to be very, um, very negative, and and that's that's really disappointing. I'm sure that's. You know, it's the most, uh, you know, it's been most negativity there's been um, in a number of years. So, you know, 
I guess they'll just have to uh, figure out on uh, how to move on from that. And, you know, is it, you know, having uh, a new quarterback uh, at the gun? So we'll see. However, um, you know, I I just, you know, I'm a Bailey Zappi guy. All of you know that. And so, but, you know, at the same time, I'll say I don't think Bailey Zappi's the answer. You know, Mac Jones not Mac Jones isn't the answer. And so we'll just have to see where the Patriots move forward. And then, you know, you talk about going into the draft and you don't go into the draft expecting to find your next quarterback. You just can't. And you can't put him to play right away. You know the you know, the amount of times that, you know, just because you're a good college quarterback does not mean that's going to transfer over uh, into the NFL. I said a number of years ago, back when uh, everybody was going crazy, um, you know, when, when, when every, every, I think it's, uh, yeah, when everybody was going crazy for Zion Williamson, right? Thought he was going to be the next big thing in the NBA. No, he fell flat on his face. And now people are saying the comments that he made today or yesterday in a post-game press conference or whatever it was, some type of a press conference, is that, you know, seems like he probably wants to, he's trying to stay positive, but, you know, he he uh, sounds like, you know, somebody that wants to get out of an organization, you know? So just because you are a good college, you know, football player or college basketball player does not mean you're going to be a good call, uh, NFL player or NBA player by any means, by any means. So just keep that in mind. You know, I mean, Tim Tebow, for an example, right? So uh, with the Patriots getting rid of uh, and letting go of Jack Jones, they have claimed running back uh, Jimmy Kyle Hasty off of waivers uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguar. So I don't know, got that. And so we'll see what happens, um, you know, moving forward. But I think everybody knows uh, we don't know what the future is for the New England Patriots. You know, a lot of a lot of people were, you know, joking around or not joking around, but making statements that, oh, Bill Belichick's not going to be here. Uh, you know, you know, he's not going to make the trip back uh, from Germany. And he did. He did. You know. Bill Belichick is most likely going to, to to finish the season. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's here next year, too. You know, like I said, Mike Girardi had a tweet today that, you know, we know that uh, Bill Belichick signed a two-year contract uh, extension. So that's this year and next year. And so I can't imagine uh, Robert Kraft pushing him out the door. Many of you have called in and said, you know, you can't, you know, uh, Robert Kraft got rid of, let, you know, Tom Brady walk out the door. He's not going to take on pushing one of the best head uh, head head coaches out the door, too. So that's why I think no matter how bad things might be, I can't imagine things will be, like, I can't imagine things to get worse than what they are now. And so that's why I just think Kraft might just keep... Uh, Belichick throughout his contract. Let him coach next year. Hopefully next year will be better than this year. And 
you know, if it is, maybe you talk about another extension, you know, if there's some significant changes and, you know, they look really promising. But aside from that, it would probably probably be the end of uh, end of the era for uh, for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. So, like I said, the future of everybody, uh, the future of the New England Patriots is totally up in the air. Nobody knows what they're going to do. Nobody knows what's going to happen at the quarterback position, right? It could be, it could be Mac Jones starting in two weeks. We don't know. Could be Bailey Zappi. We don't know. Could be Will Greer. We don't know. You know, like I said, uh, Bill Belichick did have comments today um, when asked uh, about um, Will Greer and basically just said, yeah, you know, he's showing the improvements that, you know, you know, you know, showing the improvements that that, that we want to see, but he's not ready, you know, to be the starting quarterback or anything. Um so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how that goes. So so let me just say here, uh, I have a quote here from this morning. I believe it was on the Greg Hill Show on WEEI 93.7. Uh, Will certainly um, improving every week in terms of understanding and working with his teammates and running the scout team and executing the plays that he has the opportunity to. Uh, there's just not a lot of opportunities for that right now. The third position, which is where he where he's been but he's taken advantage of the ones that he's had so for me that says will Greer will not be the starting quarterback in two weeks however I'll go back to the comments that Bill Belichick had on Bailey Zappi today and I quote right well you know Bailey has had some opportunities I think he's prepared well every week and you know we've called on him at the end of a couple games three games I guess it was so you know I think he stepped in did the best he could you know, coming into that types of situations is, is not ideal at all. So it'll be interesting to see how the Patriots move forward. Um, and, you know, see what happens. So I will say this, though, a bye week in which, you know, you compare, you know, multiple teams bye weeks, how they deal with it, uh, you know, supposed to be somewhat of a vacation, some time off. Uh, you know, it might not be coming for the New England Patriots as uh, Bill Belichick has the team reporting back to Patriot Place in Foxborough tomorrow at, or just tomorrow. And so we'll see if they get any type of a vacation. Do they deserve it? No. Uh, Let's see what Bill from the car thinks. Bill, what's going on? Allison, that was a tough game to watch yesterday morning, huh? Oh, absolutely. Very tough. Hey, by the way, it was a close game, 10-6, to 6, but what a boring game. What a boring, boring game. It, re- it really was. I hope, really I hope all those uh, people over in Europe got excited for that. What a poor, what a poor, you know, show we put well, on for them. like they were into the game, singing Country Home. And no, they were. Yeah, con- Country Road, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, they were loving it. Um but what about this scenario for next year? This is what I could see happening. Bill Belichick back. Josh McDaniel back as offensive coordinator. And Jimmy G as your starting quarterback next year. 
You know I could what? see that happening. You know, I'd love it. You know, I, I, I'm at like kind of a loss whether we should get rid of Bill or not because I look at this roster. This roster is horrible, and and who's responsible for it? He is. So we need to get a really good GM in and let the GM focus on the talent and let Bill focus on coaching. Perhaps give him one more shot at it. Um, but I would, we just need, we just need some, I, I, th- I think Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels, they've worked together before in the past. I think they work well together, uh, though it didn't work out great in, in Vegas, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I love it. I, I think I said that a few weeks ago that, you know, maybe the Patriots can get lucky and somehow make a deal with the Raiders to, uh, release Jimmy G and have him on waivers as they have said that they're benching him. And now with, you know, with benching Jimmy G and firing Josh McDaniels, they are now 2-0. and So I can't imagine Jimmy G coming back to play for the Raiders again. And so I can easily see Jimmy G coming back uh, to the Patriots. I can, you know, apparently uh, Bill O'Brien is to be rumored out as well, going to get a, a job in college football. And so then that opens the offensive coordinator position up. And why not bring back Josh McDaniels and Jimmy G? I mean, Jimmy G, Josh McDaniels, and Bill Belichick have all worked together before. And, you know, Bill Belichick was was not happy that uh, he had a trade uh, Jimmy G. You know, Jimmy G was Bill Belichick's uh, next quarterback to come up. Um, And... Tom Brady's rumored to want to, you know, wanted him out of there because of his job security, felt too much pressure. And so Robert Kraft told Bill Belichick to get rid of him. And so he did. However, I I'd love to see Jimmy G come back. I think Bill Belichick would want him to come back and not for nothing, but I think Bill Belichick has the opportunity to say to Robert Kraft, "It's my turn to pick my quarterback." You know, he you know, he didn't have a he didn't really have too much say with, you know, Tom Brady and stuff. And you know, when it came to Mac Jones, as far as keeping him for this long, I think that is because of a craft thing. I, I said it earlier to Derwin. The Kraft family has always been close to the quarterbacks. They've always liked the quarterbacks. You look in the Tom Brady situation, treated him like a son, think of him like a son. However, now the, you, you know, you have Mac Jones, but, you know, Bill Belichick has never liked the quarterbacks, has never had a strong relationship with the quarterback. So does Bill like anybody, though? <laughs> I don't know. He has his inner circle. We all know that. But um, I do. I do. Th- you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised of that at all. At all. I would love I would love to see it. Um, you know, as far as Josh McDaniels is concerned. He's signed for another four years, getting millions and millions of dollars, and that's right up the Patriots' alley, signing somebody who's getting paid by another team. And so, yeah, I see that happening, and I can't imagine, you know, not seeing, uh, you know, I, I can I can see Jimmy G coming in too. You know, just as almost like a stopgap because they're going to have most likely a top five pick. So they pick up. You know, say they pick a quarterback in that top five, or they get Marvin Harrison Jr., right? 
that that just changes the whole dynamic of the offense right there. Um, you look at these other teams, you know, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Cowboys. I mean, we – our talent is horrible compared to those teams. Like, we're, we are pro- pretty much right where we belong in, in the bottom. Our, our talent level is, is really, I, I, I think, the lowest it's been in a while. And then, you know – you got those injuries to Judon and Gonzalez. That doesn't help. Uh, I know that, but you know, I just you know, I'm looking at the 49ers yesterday, and they got, you know, they got Boza and Chase Young on the edges on defense, and you know, they got they got the they got the quarterback. They got McCaffrey. I'm like, how does all these teams get the talent that they're getting, and we have like like nothing um just i don't know we and we actually we we ran the ball pretty well yesterday we just you know we had to let mac try to throw it in the end zone and, and we saw what happened but you know stevenson look, looks pretty good but we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of stars on our team at all no we we don't we uh, the patriots we the need pa- to upgrade the talent absolutely and they and they have to be willing to pay pay too they can't you know, there's no yeah. such thing as a hometown or coming to play for the Patriots or coming to play for for Bill Belichick. That is done. Not you anymore. have you have to pay the price now. Oh yeah, not anymore. So I guess the Crafts have a tough decision to make: whether they keep Belichick or they move on from him. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm a, I'm at a loss. Um. You know, they it's basically they say goodbye to Bill. It's total rebuild of the whole organization. Um, <clears throat> this other thing, this other idea with maybe Jimmy G and McDaniel, I, I and and getting you know Marvin Harrison Jr. maybe in the first round. I, that could be that's intriguing to me. Um, yeah, I'm I'm willing to give Belichick another shot, and I think that ultimately that's what the Crafts are going to do. He signed a yeah. two he signed a two year deal including this year, so next year will be the last year. I really I really do think that, that that's going to be – it, it will happen. It will happen. Like, like many people have said on this show before, uh, Robert Kraft doesn't want to be the guy that got rid of the best quarterback of all time and one of the best coaches of all time. And so – I really don't think he has to worry about Belichick going off to, uh, you know – Denver or Dallas or any of these teams and, and lighten up or even like the Giants, you know, I, I think Belichick is, you know, he was basically, he was blessed with Tom Brady and, you know, he, is he a good defensive coach? Yes, he is, but he was blessed with the greatest of all time. So um, I don't think, I don't think, Belichick's going to go off to the Giants and win a Super Bowl like Brady did with the Bucks. You know what I mean? I can never, I ne, I, I, I could never see that happening. And then, so getting off football a little bit, um, the Celtics. They have a great starting lineup, but their bench concerns me a lot. I was at the game Friday night, and I'm looking at the bench, and I'm like. They got they bring in Pritchett off the bench, and then 
basically a bunch of guys that I've never heard of. They're all new guys. Um, so they're going to need to get and add a piece to the bench as we go into the playoffs and, and hope that they stay healthy. Um, you know, going through, going through the year. What's, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I do think they can, uh, you know, improve, uh, on that front as far as the bench is concerned. But I, like I said in the beginning of the year, I think the Celtics have the best team that they've had in the past few years. Like, this team is better than the team that, you know, went to the uh, NBA Finals against the Warriors. This team is better than the team that it was after that year and after last year. You know, it, it's the first time that I actually feel as if the Celtics improved their roster from one year to the next. You know, everybody yeah. oh, wants no, to everybody no wants to time. cry about getting rid of uh, Marcus Smart and Robert Williams and Grant Williams and Malcolm Brogdon, but I don't care. Let's get better. By the way, did you, did and, you see what happened to Robert Williams? Yep, he's out for the season. So yeah, yeah. Thank God we got rid of him. Thank God we got rid of him. Yeah. So, anyways, let's keep our eye on the Celtics adding a piece to the bench. Let's hope they stay healthy. You know, between the Celtics and the Bruins, at least we got, you know, some good quality teams to get us through the winter months. Yeah, And with definitely. that, I will let you go. All right. Thanks, Bill. Talk to you later, Harrison. Definitely. All right. There's uh, Bill from the car for you with the, uh, you know, majority of the takes uh, on the New England Patriots, like most today have been. A uh, few on the Celtics, few on the Bruins, and that's that. So about uh, five, ten minutes left to go here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. You can go ahead and call in. I'll take a few more calls if you want, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. I guess... You know, stepping off of the Patriots a little bit, going back into the whole uh, Michigan football scandal that obviously is happening. Um, the Big Ten, uh, so suspending Jim Harbaugh um, for the rest of the regular season from being on the sidelines during the games. However, he can coach during the week. So, like I said, um, you know, they were hoping to have the hearing um for a restraining order against that uh, last uh, Friday or Saturday before the game on Saturday, but uh, that obviously didn't end up happening, and he ended up getting a date of of this uh, of this Friday. So there's that, and just looking forward, Michigan uh, Michigan has an exciting schedule coming up. So they'll play Maryland, which won't be too much exciting, but then. The big game, Saturday, November 25th at Michigan against Ohio State. The right now number two ranked team against the right now number three ranked team. So that should be a very, very exciting uh, uh, time. And, and you know, listen, hopefully, hopefully how about, uh, you know, back at the back at the ream of things, you know, coaching. As far as. uh the number one team, the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, they crushed uh, 
Ole Miss, 52-17 on Saturday. And so coming up, they have a tough schedule. They have Tennessee next week. Then they have Georgia Tech. And then to finish the season, they play Alabama at Alabama. So an exciting push to the to the finish line here uh, in college uh, football. And then, of course, a very exciting time for... Um, for New England and, and for Foxborough is the Army-Navy game. So that's going to be on December 9th uh, at Gillette Stadium. So that's like that's awesome. Very excited for that uh, here in New England. Um, and yeah, it'll be it'll it'll definitely definitely be awesome. Uh, moving back over to the NFL, uh, another big storyline happening is Josh Dobbs, the new. Minnesota Vikings quarterback is now 2-0 and with the team. Uh, two straight wins, and he, he has been there for less than two weeks. So good for him. Good for him. He had to be shown where to go to the home locker room this past weekend uh, against the New Orleans Saints because he didn't know where to go. Like, how awesome is that? How awesome is that? I think it's pretty awesome. And he goes out there and he wins. So good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, so listen, moving, uh, moving forward and just looking at everybody's schedule, obviously uh, Patriots are off. They have a bye week this week. They'll play again in two weeks against the, uh, against the Giants. Like I said, a bye week's usually some time off, uh, for the teams to, you know, re-energize and such. I mean, you saw it with, uh, with Travis Kelsey out in Argentina for all you Swifty fans, Watching Taylor Swift, nice kissy time after the show, all that stuff, change of the lyrics, yada, yada, yada. But then the Patriots, on the other hand, they're going to start right back to business on Tuesday. Uh, we'll finish up with Roger from Salem. Roger, what's going on today? Hey, Harry. How are you? Good. You? Oh, all right. Uh, when's the last time you felt so bad for a quarterback that looked like he was crying on the sidelines? And uh, I mean that—that that is, you should not have to feel that way about a professional quarterback. And I really, really felt bad for that kid. And I, it's his own doing. But you wonder what else contributed to it, as far as the coaching, et cetera. I mean, that's just been one mess. Well, well to be uh, to be quite honest, Roger, and uh, people might think I'm not a good person for this. I don't feel bad for Mac Jones one bit. I don't. Really? Nope, not at all. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking about yesterday, and you know, the terrible game, the terrible <laughs> offense, everything that was just so poorly done, and you just wonder why the kid. Well, obviously, he doesn't have any explanation of why he threw that pass or how he threw that pass, but you know, it, he it said it was bad a, mechanics. Maybe, he said it was bad yeah, mechanics. Well, maybe it would have been a little better if he overthrew it. Right. But to underthrow it right into the kids. Well, he doesn't yeah. know how to do that. He he has oh. no idea how to do that. He thinks that, you know, he'd rather take the sack than throw the ball out of bounds. It's just, it's not yeah, good play. Well, totally agree. But you just, you just kind of, you know, if you think about what contributed to his, I mean, demise, really, since his first year in the league. Can't can't yep. figure it out. Can't figure it out. Yeah. So anyway, that was my take on on that game yesterday because otherwise it would be 
I mean, what positive can you get out of it, and what are you thinking uh, the rest of the season is going to look like? Not good at all, so. Couldn't agree more. I don't know. I don't know. All right, I just wanted to, you know, get that in there and and, uh, commiserate, I guess, with with you, and um, that's about it. That's my only take on the Patriots so far. Uh, You know, you you only wonder what's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be a long winter except for, you know, the Celtics and the Bruins. All right, Roger. So, Thanks for calling in, as always. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right, there's Roger with a uh, take on Mac Jones. He feels bad for Mac Jones. Like I said, I don't know if uh, if that makes me a bad person, but I don't feel bad for him one bit. I really don't. I really don't. Uh, so, anyways, that's going to do it for me today here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio Coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Uh, as always, thank you uh, to all my supporters for your uh, day-to-day, uh, you know, support. Uh, whether it's on Twitter, text, or you know, on every Monday calling in and just listening, and uh, for all my supporters on Twitter and for day-to-day hourly updates, you can follow me on Twitter at Harrison Chase Five. That's Harrison Chase Five on Twitter for day-to-day hourly updates. I'll be back next Monday uh, for another show of the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Hopefully we'll have somewhat of an answer of who's going to be the quarterback against the New York Giants for the New England Patriots. Hopefully the uh, Boston Bruins have a better week than they did in the Boston Celtics. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds for us because I think a lot of you uh, can agree with me when I say this as far as the New England Patriots are concerned. I don't think anybody knows what the future holds Uh, for that team and that organization. All right, everybody. Thank you, as always, uh, for listening, tuning in, calling in your support uh, on and off the air. I'll talk to you all next Monday right here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Mondays at 5, only on Methuen Community Studios.